الحمدللہ الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس صدق الله العظيم مستشفتوا علماء الكرام برادرز والالدرز الله تبارك وتعالى out of his grace out of his mercy has blessed us with innumerable bounties and the more we make shukr for these bounties the more Allah Ta'ala will increase it لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says if you are grateful you make shukr in reality I will increase my ni'mats and favors upon you and if you look at it in converse then whatever ni'mat we get deprived of if we really look deep into the situation then there was gross ingratitude Allah Ta'ala is most clement, tolerant, merciful Allah Ta'ala gives insan a lot of respite gives him endless chances but then eventually the ingratitude catches up with him so if he ponder deeply, we will find that whatever ni'mad a person gets deprived of then at the root of it he will find generally some great degree of ingratitude so the important thing is to constantly be making shukar shukar for the material ni'mads that too is necessary more importantly shukar for the ni'mads of deen for the amal of deen for those things that enhance our relationship with Allah Ta'ala and in general when that becomes neglected no attention is paid to it as it should be Allah forbid a person gets deprived of it the ayat of the Quran Sharif the surah of the Quran Sharif that was recited is the last surah of the Quran Sharif Surah Nas every person generally is familiar with the surah recites it in his salah regularly sunnats, nawafil etc the surah was revealed together with the surah before it surah falak and surah Nas both were revealed together this was at the time when Rasulullah had gone through a very difficult situation it was a very difficult time when the Yahud, the Jews had done some black magic, some jadu, sihr and being insan, being a human being in terms of his physical self Rasulullah was also prone to the things that other human beings are prone to he also experienced pangs of hunger 
and at times those pangs of hunger got so severe that he tied two stones to his Mubarak belly in order to suppress the pangs of hunger. He also experienced pain towards the latter part of his Mubarak life in the last few days. As Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha on one occasion complained of a headache. Wa ra'asah, how severe is my headache? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa responded and said, Bal wa ra'asah, you are talking about your headache. I am experiencing an even severe headache. And on one occasion, Nabi Islam said, O aku kama tu akur rajulani minkum. I experience fever also. The fever I experience is equal to double the fever that others experience. So these are all characteristics of being human. Though on the spiritual part of this human being, Allah Ta'ala had blessed Rasulullah with that perfection that all the Anbiya put together could not even come anywhere close to that starting point of that perfection. While the Anbiya are themselves masoom, sinless, and every Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is on that level, that anyone after the Anbiya Alim or anyone, every, everyone put together, can't come to a fraction close to the level of any Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. But Rasulullah Sallallahu was given this very distinguished position. Tilka Rasul Fadlalna Ba'dahum Ala Ba'd. But being insan, being Bashar, Qul Innama Ana Basharum Mislukum, Allah Ta'ala revealed to Rasulullah Sallallahu that say to them, Innama Ana Basharum Mislukum. I'm also a human being like you. But yes, there's a distinction thereafter. Yuha ilayya. That I receive wahi. That distinguishes me from you. But apart from that, in terms of human characteristics, what you experience, I experience too. You experience hunger, I experience hunger also. You experience physical pain, I also experience physical pain. So likewise, just as any other insan could have been and can be affected by some physical attack of some sort, somebody hurts him physically, he'll feel the pain, he'll feel hurt. Rasulullah experienced this too. And likewise, if some other person, some insan is affected in some way by these kind of things, sihr, jadu, black magic. So Rasulullah was also insan on that note. So it affected him. And a good amount of time passed in between in this manner. And to the extent that sometimes being masoom and sinless, being masoom and being protected in terms of his nubuwad, this could have had and had no effect whatsoever in terms of the mission of Rasulullah in conveying the word of Allah Taala, in fulfilling the ahkam of Allah Taala. But in day-to-day mundane things, this would become a problem. This would create some issues in day-to-day mundane things, day-to-day activities of life. So a long time passed in this manner. And Nabi Islam made dua and made dua. In one hadith sharif it comes. On one occasion Nabi Islam then engaged in dua. Da'a fada'a. What this refers to is repeatedly made dua. Can we imagine to start off with we talking about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sayyidul Anbiya'i wa Rasul. 
and him communicating with Allah wa ta'ala. And this dua that he made was extraordinary, meaning even beyond the normal amount of dua that he would make. What would be the normal amount of dua he would make? We can't imagine. Way beyond our imagination. Now imagine after that level so much more. Now this is a very very deep lesson in this. That when there are conditions prevailing, situations, difficulties, hardships, trying times, economic challenges, sicknesses, illnesses, domestic issues, and there's an almost unending list of challenges and problems and issues that the Ummah is facing at large, people are facing in their individual capacity, all these things are spread out. So here is a lesson that often, while many other things are done, dua is very, very seldom made. And when it is made also, it is just, just carrying on with the motion, by the way, a little bit, fine, something from dua will be made. But not with that intensity, the depth of the night, or some other time, person makes Turaqa Salah, and then turns to Allah Ta'ala in all humility, all sincerity, and begging Allah Ta'ala's help. Many an issue comes in a person's life, whereas Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his situation was, إِذَا حَزَبَهُ أَمْرٌ بَادَرَ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ Whenever anything concerned him, something became a source of some anxiety. His immediate reaction was Badara ila salah. He hastened towards salah. Hastened. Meaning that's the first reaction. That there's an issue, turn to Allah Ta'ala. There's an issue, first salah. Salah and connect with Allah Ta'ala. Having connected with Allah Ta'ala, now ask Allah Ta'ala. When a person has to make a call, he first presses Allah as a person waiting for the dial tone to see has, is the line connected this is an example to understand he makes sure first the line is connected he has the dial tone so now the line is connected so now he starts dialing now because the call will go through now but just that in that call sometimes you could be busy on the other end but Allah Ta'ala's line is forever available but we have to connect to it and the manner of connecting to Allah Ta'ala is through amal. When a person is connected to Allah Ta'ala and now he asks Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will grant him. Musa Ali Salatu Salam and Harun Ali Salatu Salam, they are inviting the Bani Israel and the various halat that came and then the challenges that came from Fir'aun and they were very very small band of people outnumbered in haula ila shirzimatun alu buyutakum qibla wa aqimus salah wa bashiril mu'minin that now all these halat are taking place Firaun is now doing whatever zulm and oppression he is doing and massacring the Bani Israel and putting them through great amount of trials and tribulations and totally enslave them all the various situations that are there Allah is saying, look you don't have any physical ability to do anything about this now 
your physical ability is not in any way capable of doing anything about this. So where there's something within the means of a person, he'll undertake the means. Now if a person has the means to take some treatment, so he'll take the treatment. If the person has the means to defend himself against something, he'll defend himself. Now he won't sit and just let anything happen and say, well, well what will happen, happen now? What is in his means, he'll do. But there are certain times the situation is such that there is no means that he has to take care of the, or to, to confront the situation with. So when that is the case, then there, there is only one option. When the means are available, then too that is the second step. The first step is still connecting to Allah Ta'ala. And then adopting the means, trusting in Allah Ta'ala alone. But there are times when there is no means available also. So then a person turns entirely to Allah Ta'ala alone. There is no means to now turn to, to use on the level of means. So the entire attention should be only to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is saying to them, look, Firaun, his armies, whatever, you have no physical means to now take care of anything about this. So you dedicate yourself to the spiritual means. Build your homes for the Bani Israel, make it Qibla, make it orientated towards worship of Allah Ta'ala. وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ and establish Salah in those homes. Now, in the Bani Israel there were certain specific ahkam of Allah Ta'ala. They were only permitted to perform their Salah in their places of worship, their synagogues, etc. Anywhere else that salah or that ibadat was not valid. Unlike this ummah Allah Ta'ala has among the various na'mats and bounties Allah Ta'ala has blessed this ummah. Nabi Islam says, The whole earth has been made a place of salah for me. One is the house of Allah Ta'ala obviously, but a person is traveling. So now there's no masjid available. It doesn't mean he can't perform his ibadat. He'll perform it wherever he can make, find a clean place, suitable place place that is conducive, he'll put his musalla down, he'll perform his salah. He's in a flying in the air, he'll perform his salah. He's on the ship in the water, he'll perform, perform his salah. Any place he'll perform his salah, provided obviously it's clean, it fulfills the requirements of salah. But the whole earth Allah Ta'ala made masjid for Rasulullah In that context. It's not the context of masjid proper as we know, a masjid shari masjid. Meaning a place where salah can be performed. For the Bani Israel that was not the case. But now they were being prevented from coming to their synagogues entirely. So Allah Ta'ala revealed, now make your homes the synagogues. But the thing is, establish salah. Why? Because you need to connect to Allah Ta'ala. Now because this zulm was being perpetrated, this oppression was being perpetrated, and out of this zulm and oppression, they were being now prevented. Said, okay, leave that out, but you still connect with Allah Ta'ala. And when you will do this, then the glad tidings will come. But first connect with Allah Ta'ala. Connect with Allah Ta'ala and then beseech Him. And this is the general theme you'll find in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah, in the life of Rasulullah teaching us how to connect to Allah Ta'ala and beseech Him. So, 
here in this situation we are talking about, we digressed from the discussion Rasulullah was going through this difficult situation and then he turned to Allah Ta'ala in even greater dua. Da'a, fada'a. And then Allah Ta'ala opened out the whole thing to him. What was done, who was responsible for it, where this is buried, in which well it is buried, and what is to be done, how it is to be extracted from there, and the 11 ayats of Surah Falak and Nas put together were recited and those knots which were tied onto that comb and whatever else as Rasulullah went on reciting these ayats one after the other they just opened out and when all these were opened out Nabi says it seemed like something just got released from me and Sayyidullah Allah gave me shifa from this so on this occasion this surah was also revealed قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Let's say, I seek protection in the rub of people. Now first, the word rub. Rub, rub means the one who nurtures. So now insan, he sees around him when he just barely starts understanding things, he comes to his senses, he's growing up, he can start perceiving, understanding things. So he sees my parents are nurturing me, my parents are bringing me up, Somebody else is helping me. Somebody is doing something for me. So there is some kind of nurturing that he is witnessing around him all the time. So he thinks this is everything. So these people are it. And sometimes he feels that there is nobody beyond them. And that child takes solace and comfort only there. But then as he grows up further, he says, no, but I see something else also. My parents also have somebody above them. They have to sometimes also, they say, no, no, this year we'll get in trouble if we do this. The law forbids this and there's a law pertaining to this. So now there's some king now ruling and that king has decreed certain things. So now he sees, no, there's something else here also. So he starts becoming more overawed with that rulership. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, but Malikin Nas, Allah Ta'ala is the king of all kings. Allah Ta'ala is the king of all insan. The rest of all are just small, small positions they might have very temporarily. But the king of kings is Allah Ta'ala. Now sometimes this person also now in that king, that ruler, that governorship, he feels that, no, I can bypass this too. I can make a way around the law. I can do things in such a way that the law can't catch up with me. So Allah Ta'ala reminds him that Malikin Nas is Allah Ta'ala but also Ilahin Nas. You are thinking you'll bypass the law in dunya but Allah Ta'ala is the deity of all people and He is the creator of all people and the sustainer and nourisher is Ilah. Where you going to escape from Ilah? In dunya, those who apparently nurture you, you sometimes go in defiance against them. Then there's a law above you in terms of dunya, so you want to bypass the law and cut corners and you want to do all kinds of things. But then there's a day of judgment also coming. And there you are going to be having to give an account in front of Ilahin Nas. And he, Allah Ta'ala is watching you even in dunya, everything that you do, what's going through your heart and mind, Allah Ta'ala is away. So remember that and start conducting yourself in a way that tomorrow in front of Allah Ta'ala you have to give an account of your deeds. 
you are not in a problem. You've conducted yourself correctly. So this is that message and that lesson that has been given that a person wants the safety, he wants this protection. So Allah is saying, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Seek this protection in Rabbun Nas. So right now, forget about anybody else being Rabb. Nobody else is Rabb. Only Allah is Rabb. What you thought was all a deception. Yes, you have to respect the means. Don't ever disrespect the means. But Rabb is Allah alone. He is Rabbul Arbab. You were thinking this king and that king and that governor and that rulership. No, no, remember Allah is king of kings. So seek protection in him. And then Ilahim Nas, there is no other Ilah. It's only La ilaha illallah. Allah alone. So you should worship him alone and seek protection in him alone. Turn to him alone. So in all halat, all conditions, Rasulullah practically demonstrated how does a person face situations. He faces situations by turning to Allah Ta'ala. So many a times, all other steps are taken, whatever means can be adopted, adopted. Whatever means are within the limits of Sharia, no harm in adopting it. But when everything has been exhausted and nothing seems to have made any difference, now the person starts thinking, I should also turn to Allah Ta'ala. Now he decides to start making some salah. Then the person says, you know, my whole life I did wake up for tahajjud, but now, you know, this will carry on for six months. So now from yesterday I started making tahajjud. So Alhamdulillah, I started making tahajjud yesterday. But when the situation started of six months ago, you should have made tahajjud from then. Nevertheless, Alhamdulillah, ghanimat, you started now too. But that's the point and the lesson to take down, that whenever a person is confronted with some situation, the first step is turn to Allah Ta'ala. The first thing is to connect to Allah Ta'ala with amal, salatul haja, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Zikr of Allah Taala, in particular excessive istighfar, excessive istighfar, and in the Quran Sharif there's so much of virtues of istighfar mentioned right in the Quran Sharif, virtues of istighfar. Istighfiru Rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara, yursil al-samaa alaykum bidrara, wa yumdidkum bi amwali wa banin, wa yajallakum jannati wa yajallakum anhara. So many aspects mentioned about istighfar. So engage in excessive istighfar. Istighfar becomes a means of forgiveness. That forgiveness, when that happens, that removes the, the barriers that block us from receiving the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. By making sincere tawbah and istighfar, on the one side we are asking for the rahmat. We want it. But then due to the sins we have committed, we block it. Rasulullah says, that inna rajul la yuhramu rizqu yusibuh. A person becomes deprived of rizq due to the sin that he committed. In other words, Allah Ta'ala was descending the rizq. He created a barrier. So he blocked the path of that rizq. The system, Allah Ta'ala created a system. In dunya there is a system. So this is part of the system too. So now by sincere tawbah and istighfar, he is removing that barrier. When he removes that barrier, he becomes the recipient of that risk of that rahmat of Allah Taala. Allah Taala is saying that turn to Allah Taala. He is the ilah. 
He is the Rabbul Arbab. He is the Malikul Muluk. In one hadith of Qudsi, Rasulullah says that Allah Ta'ala says, this Malikul Muluk brings this hadith sharif to mind. Nabi Salaam says that Allah Ta'ala says that Allah la ilaha illa ana. I am Allah. There is no deity, deity but me. Allah Ta'ala is declaring and I am Malikul Muluk wa Malikul Muluk. Malikul Muluk, I am the owner of all kings. And Malikul Muluk, I am the king of kings. And Qulubul Muluki fi yadi, the hearts of kings are in my control. The hearts of kings are in my, my control. And then further Allah Ta'ala says, Innal ibadah idha ata'uni حَوَّلْتُ قُلُوبَ مُلُوكِهِمْ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالرَّأْفَةِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ When the servants obey me, then I turn the hearts of their rulers, their kings, towards them with compassion and mercy. Now one is, that sometimes the person, that king, that ruler, whoever it is, he is guilty of oppression. And that's a very major sin. That's a huge crime. That's extremely dangerous and very very uh, severe but that crime that he is committing Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif وَكَذَلِكَ نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ بَعْضًا بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ sometimes there's two zalims one is a bigger zalim and the other is a smaller zalim so sometimes the bigger zalim is used to bring into line the smaller zalim not that that person will escape that he'll get caught for that bigger zone too but this is meant to bring the smaller zalim also in line. Now unfortunately, often, we all get caught up into only looking on the other side. Something is happening on the other side. But sometimes it's on my side also. Just this other side and my side, one person, he looked out of the window of his house. So now, the kitchen window, wherever he was standing there, and he's looking out, so some new neighbors had moved in and in the neighbor house next door and things were all there so this person is looking out and he's saying hey look at these people's things are all they're lying they're so dirty it is but then the next day he saw their children running around outside so he said even the children are so dirty and then the third day he saw that neighbor himself so he saw if the children are dirty it doesn't make any difference because the father is so dirty also but then, somebody else was in the house, so they didn't say anything, they quietly went away outside, and from the outside they went and wiped that window clean. So now when he looked out the next day, he said it seemed like the people cleaned themselves. They're all looking very clean. Their clothes are looking clean too, and children are looking clean. See, maybe they heard me yesterday. But meanwhile, the dirt was on his side. The dirt was all on his side, now he's looking through that dirt on his side. So that dirt is looking like it's on everybody else. Meanwhile it's on his side. So often this is the case. We see the problem only on the other side. We only see the problem on the other side. But we fail to see that problem is my side sometimes. And often on my side. So this is the message that we are being given. That a person should be turning his attention to Allah Ta'ala. Making his focus to connect with Allah wa Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this 
lesson that Allah is the ilah. Turn to Allah Ta'ala and seek His protection. Min sharril waswasil khannas. From the evil of that waswas, that whisperer. Khannas who retreats. He whispers something and retreats. I just creates that waswasa. And then he stands back to watch the tamasha after it. Puts that one doubt in the mind. Puts one some wrong ill thought about somebody. Creates some other suspicion. Just whispers for something and he is sitting back after it. After having put that waswasa, now he is sitting to watch the tamasha there. Now that person goes in the chakkar of that waswasa that came in his mind. And he starts running with it and jumping to conclusions and what not goes on and then he starts doing things, saying things and Shaitan says, I didn't do anything, I only just whispered so Allah is warning us seek his protection seek Allah Ta'ala's protection from the evil of this waswas al-khannas alladhi yuwaswisu fi sudurin nas min al-jinnati wa nas whispers in the hearts of people this whisperer is from among the jinn also from among humankind as well this kind of waswas and whispering things against others, whispering things that create confusion in the hearts of people, whispering things that make people turn away from Allah Ta'ala rather than turn towards them. So in the halat that come sometimes, there's a lot of these whisperings carrying on. All kinds of baseless things, things that don't fit in any way in deen. But now people will have all kinds of theories and all kinds of things which are far away from the thinking of a mu'min. It's all part of the waswas. We have to turn to the Quran and Sunnah, take to the lessons that Allah has given us, turn our entire focus towards Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, beseech Allah Ta'ala's help, and keep our hearts clear of all these baseless and unfounded things, have our aqidah very, very clear. Our aqidah very clear. Everything happens purely and only with the will of Allah Ta'ala. And only what Allah Ta'ala wills, that is what will happen. Nothing can happen on his own accord. Somebody is sitting at the top of a mountain top somewhere and the closest person is 100 miles away from him and nobody met him for the last 10 years. Allah Ta'ala wills, he'll catch a virus. And somebody can be in the midst of everything, every infected person around him. Allah Ta'ala wills, nothing will happen to him. All Allah Ta'ala's control. That yaqeen must be very clear. Yes, whatever reasonable precautions that a person takes, he doesn't go put his hand in fire, he doesn't play with a sharp knife. So that's understood. He must take those precautions. But his aqidah and belief very clear. Allah wills that fire won't burn. But he doesn't go put his hand in the fire. Allah Ta'ala wills that knife won't cut. But he doesn't play with a sharp knife. So the aqidah must be very, very clear that yaqeen and conviction must be in Allah Ta'ala. Allah alone is the controller. And to turn to Allah Ta'ala for their help. Not just that a person only makes that dua, but removes that barriers that were created to, in order to receive that rahmat. This is by amal, obviously giving up sin, making sincere tawbah, excessive istighfar, begging Allah Ta'ala's help, engaging further in amal, in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan, kaqita'il laylil muzlim. That hasten towards a'mal. Badiru bil a'mali fitanan, ay qabla tazahuril fitani. 
before such fitnas appear, that that fitnas will engulf you in such a way you won't get the chance of amal. Now, this hadith sharif, how many times we have read it, heard it, studied it, but very often it doesn't fully uh, sort of sink in that what is the ex- what is being expressed here. When a person is not in a situation, he can't fully understand the depth of it, how deep this is. Now, when some halat have come, people are caught up with so many things, people are so engrossed in it, many a person is so engrossed in it, the time when more amal should be made, the person say, I got no chance for any amal. So this is what Nabi Islam is saying, that every opportunity you have, don't waste it, don't leave it for another time. That another time you don't know what will be the case. That another time might never come. That another time you might be so preoccupied with other things, you can't get any chance of those amal. So if there is a chance for two rakats, make it now. If there is a chance for eating half a para, make it now. If there is a chance for making some salatul toba, salatul haja, do it now. Bahadiru bil amali fitanan, taqita'il laylil muslim. Like the ta- dark portions of the night. Very dark, very intensely dark, a person can't see in front of him. Doesn't know whether he's turning, has to turn left or right. What he must do, he got no idea in that confusion, the darkness. Yusbihur rajulu mu'minan wa yumsi kafira. In that darkness, he doesn't know where he's heading, what he's doing. Many a person loses his iman in that time. So these are the very, very sensitive times that we are passing through, very, very delicate. We have to be very conscious about ourselves, our iman, our amal, guide our families, keep ourselves occupied in the amal, encourage others to be occupied in the amal, increase the istighfar, try to build up this connection with Allah Taala. Turn in all earnestness to Allah Inshallah, this will become the means of our own protection also, protection of others as well. This protection does not mean that a person will become immune to any challenges of dunya. Dunya is dunya. If Nabi Islam felt pangs of hunger, who are we? If Rasulullah got ill sometimes, who are we? Does it mean that some Sahaba who became Shaheed in Ta'un Amwas, people who Sahaba in the thousands lost their lives in some plagues that happened, were they unsuccessful? They were the, on the height of success we can't even dream of. But that became shahadat for them. Their piety, that became a means of gaining even closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, that doesn't mean that a person becomes immune to any challenges of dunya. Allah Ta'ala protects us from all the challenges. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. But if the person has kept himself in that line of deen, connected himself to Allah wa ta'ala, like anybody else can face a challenge, he may also face a, face a challenge. But his heart will never be overwhelmed with the conditions and the circumstances. In all the challenges to his heart will be still connected to Allah ta'ala. And he will still keep getting closer to Allah ta'ala. So this is that, and Allah ta'ala's protection comes in various ways. Allah Ta'ala, from the side of Allah Ta'ala, our weaknesses, we don't have that capacity, we don't have that caliber, that the Sahaba way, Allah Ta'ala won't test us in that manner. We don't, that test is given to those who have that caliber. We are nowhere close to that. But yes, this is dunya, dunya is dunya, we have to nevertheless get our focus right, 
turn to Allah Taala, become conscious of our amal, increase our amal, make sincere tawbah, increase our istighfar, our istighfar, many mashayikh, Hazrat Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri Sahib, he has been from a while now already, Allah Ta'ala give him sihat and afiyat, he has been already encouraging from a long time, that every person minimum 300 times, he should be making istighfar, not just for himself, on behalf of the entire ummah. Nastaghfirullah, one is astaghfirullah, means I am seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. Nastaghfirullah with the noon means we. Arabic that noon, Iyaka na'bud. Ya Allah, you alone do we worship. So, Nastaghfirullah, with the niyat of making this istighfar on behalf of the whole ummad. That everyone is including in that istighfar. Each person, he says, minimum 300 times. And better still, up to 3,000 times. So, this is what we are supposed to be doing. Getting involved in amal, encouraging the amal, giving up all the things that become a barrier from the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. All the futile things, Obviously, haram, there's no question about it. And occupying our time positively. Billah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for two, three minutes in the name of Allah. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسترتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله all your نعمات and bounties be used يا الله every moment we are benefiting from your نعمات and bounties يا الله countless bounties of yours يا الله إله العالمين but we have been so ungrateful يا الله Allah forgive this ingratitude of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah make us among the shakireen, Ya Allah. Make us among those who are truly grateful, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. We acknowledge all the halat, the conditions as due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such amal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Protect every Muslim, Ya Allah. Protect the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, blow the winds of hidayah, Ya Allah. Grant hidayah to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the entire insaniyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all the calamities and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove the suffering, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in our deen, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to follow with the Mubarak Sunnah, the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Enable us to live his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in financial problems, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, make that complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, our time is also coming, Ya Allah. Allah, you keep us in a state of readiness, Ya Allah. Enable us to live such a life that, Ya Allah, whenever Malakul Maud comes, we are ready, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, take us with Kamil Iman, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. 
اللہ میں کہ وہ قبر گارڈنز آف جنہ پاسی اللہ گرانٹ اسی شفاعت آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس فداوت نی رکھنی اللہ الہو العالمین اللہ الہو العالمین all those who ask us to make dua for them all those who have raised their hands to this dua اللہ you grant each one ya Allah جائز نیز ya Allah grant it from the غیب ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah الہو العالمین ya Allah protect us and protect the ummah ya Allah at large protect each one from every difficulty and hardship ya Allah الہو العالمین ya Allah Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for, Allah grant us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sought refuge from, Allah grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'ad wa alayka al-balaag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله